wants to get funky tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again to unlock the Vault of Horror and unleash another edition of the Silver Emotion Podcast. Ask me if I give a shit. Okay. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of uh, Silver Emulsion Podcast. How's it going, Stephen? Uh, back again. Uh, <laughs> doing all right. All right, so today uh, we're going to talk about a 1975 Japanese film called Wolf Guy. Um, also known as Wolf Guy Enraged Lycanthrope. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was very fond of that subtitle. It's, yeah, it's a good that, one. It's I didn't expect one. it popping up on the screen because it's not on the case. I didn't anything. expect yeah. it either, but it's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what to say? I don't know how to start. What is this movie? It's um, It's a weird one. It's a very weird one. Uh, Sonny Chiba stars as a wolf guy who is kind of like a detective. Yeah, you I think say? he was a reporter. Okay, like an investigative reporter. Some, we'll say. Something like that. I, I wasn't think he mentioned that somewhere. In there. Okay. Well, he he was investigating uh, a series of murders. Yeah. Or a, a guy or that mysterious was mysterious deaths, perhaps. Mysterious deaths. All right, and. Um, People who just burst into wounds all. Yeah, the boot burst into the wounds. Wounds. With the, with the weird tiger overlay, which yeah. was an interesting effect. Uh, and so the one guy was screaming something about the tigers coming. Yeah. And then uh, the wor- the wounds <laughs> just uh, opened up and exploded in what I thought were very excellent uh, effects work yeah i think for 75 yeah that's pretty it was pretty dope. you're you're a lot more familiar with what effects work was going on in 75 so that's, that's yeah where you are in the shaw series right i am in 75 i i don't know anything about too much about 70s japanese effects right. i feel like each country is at a different level because i don't i mean Probably. i don't i don't know what american horror movies are 75 but like Dawn of the Dead is 78, and that's pretty dope effects. I mean, the zombies are all blue, but <laughs> other than that. They're the drowned zombies. <laughs> um, But in terms of, yeah, like the Shaw stuff, it's better than a lot of their effects, and I like their effects, so. Okay. Um, I was kind of thinking like it feels like a 70s but usually when i see like a 70s movie the blood looks very much like paint yeah and this didn't really look like paint it looked it looked it was a better shade yeah although i will say that there's a part where he's in the hospital and they had the iv yeah that drips and those were like full-on red yeah like and that's what shaw brothers blood looks like a lot of times Mm. in in fact there's a there's some movie i don't remember but it's a modern day one with an iv like that yeah and it's exact same shade wow um So, 
it's really weird. It's like because the movie, I don't know. Would you say that it has a narrative <laughs> arc? I mean, because it kind of does. It, it does, but it's really disjointed and yeah. hard to like connect. It was... Right. It's it's hard because there's the the invisible tiger killings that he's trying to figure out, but then. Yeah, I get the sense that he's he's only trying to figure it out kind of at the beginning, and then it kind of moves on to something else. Yeah, it it seems to shift tracks a lot. Yeah, where you're, you're shift in, genres, and yeah, you're you're wondering what movie you're watching at at a lot of points. Like, where, like movie, what are you doing? I don't right, mean, like where where is your end game? What are you what are you trying to accomplish? Is yeah, something I was a little confused on. It's even pretty at the end. Yeah. And did you happen to watch the the interview with the director? Um, oh no, I did not. I okay. probably should have. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't out. on the DVD because sometimes they don't have the same maybe. extras on there. But yeah. uh, there's an interview with the director, who is now an an old man, mm-hmm. and uh, he was being asked about Wolf Guy, and he was very surprised that anybody cared <laughs> about the movie. And he said that, that when he made the movie. He was kind of given it, and he didn't really care about making the movie. <laughs> but he tried to make the best movie that he could. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's why it's kind of disjointed. Right. Um, it is based on... Uh, originally, there was a, a manga comic. Mm. And then uh, the same author of that, because I guess the manga was about this character in middle school. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> and there's some kind of like school rivalry with some other guy that that wants to be a wolf man or wolf guy, wolf kid, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. And then the same guy who did the manga wrote novels that were about uh, the older version of the character in this sort of investigatory kind of role. Huh. And so then those continued as he wrote things for both of them and there were they were known as like it says something in the book it was like the one stories were known as young wolf guy and the other ones were like adult wolf guy <laughs> i i guess that's perhaps why they translated as wolf guy instead of wolf man or something yeah. at first i was thinking they just didn't want to confuse it with the universal yeah uh, thing but i think wolf guy is a good title for it though yeah because it's he's it's he's He's technically a werewolf, I guess, yeah. but yeah. He, I I expected a transformation. See, he never transforms. Right. He's always just a guy. He's a wolf guy. Yeah, so it's just he's just a guy, but he's a guy that heals and has like werewolf powers without yeah. ever turning into one. Yeah, I expected a transformation as well. Um, I will say that by the end of the movie, and there's no transformation, and I was thinking about it, like I was thinking. Would I have wanted an actual transformation given like 70s kind of cheesy effects? And I know that the, yeah. it's going to be kind of weird looking. Uh, I mean, I would have enjoyed it, I'm sure. But right. but uh, I kind of liked that they didn't and they kind of yeah. kept him. And I, can, I can kind of see why they wouldn't because you've got Sonny Chiba as your star and you don't want to <laughs> make him invisible to the audience. You yeah. know, you're going there to watch Sonny Chiba. You, you don't want to see, see Sonny Ch- Chiba, right? You, know, you don't want to see him in the uh, in the the makeup, right? So I can I can kind of understand 
from that direction why they would choose to do that and yeah it makes sense i'm curious if the uh the manga actually has him transform or if that's something they just yeah i don't i didn't look into that so i don't know yeah it seemed like transformation wasn't i mean based on the movie it seemed like it's not like a component of the character right it seems like he's just they talk about how he's a wolf and he's like the last of his kind and right and uh he has these very supernatural abilities Mm -hmm. but just i don't get the sense that that there was a lot of transformation at all right i don't know there was nothing in the plot about him having to cover it up or anything yeah yeah. if you were actually physically transforming that would be an element of the story right so i feel like the transformation is is kind of a an exaggeration <laughs> like imagine werewolves are real <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel like they'd be more like wolf guy than maybe yeah. than tr- physically transforming into a wolf right. or even a, a wolf man mm-hmm. you, you'd be more like you know you're just a wolf guy you can uh you know you, you like to, things you want to be out on the full moon you know <laughs> you want to uh, what else does he do? He throws the the coins into people's yeah, heads. I, I was stuff. never sure what he was throwing exactly, but I think it was coins. Yeah, That's what it seemed like. There was a there was one point where he did throw a coin into the the mobster's glass, and it was, yeah, you yeah, because you could see it in the glass. It was like, oh, it was a coin, and it showed it there. So. That's a good assumption that he just continued throwing coins. And yeah, because well, there's that one fight where he's just like, bah, 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 bah. yeah. So th- and that <laughs> makes sense if you've got a handful of coins, you can you can fire them off pretty fast. Then, yeah. So that's a very wuxia thing. There's a lot of stuff like that in the in old Shaw Brothers movies, um, yeah. either with coins or cups or saucers or all kind <laughs> you know, chopsticks, yeah. all kinds uh, of stuff like that. So I enjoyed that quite yeah, a bit. I, I enjoyed the uh, the pen down the gun barrel. I'm assuming yeah. that was a pen. I, it looked like a big nail to me. Yeah, but I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. I was just assuming a pen because I was like, what What would you just have on your right. person that you would jam down a gun barrel? And <laughs> like, I, I guess a pen in a pocket. He's a reporter. He's got to write things down. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It just looked kind of uh, silvery to me. So. Yeah, it was, it was definitely silver. So some kind of silver colored pen some yeah i don't know and i've had pens that color before so well there you they, go they exist yeah they exist in uh, wolf guy's world <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they exist in the real world as well so um we talk about the movie's kind of weird yeah and that actually makes a lot more sense to me now that you say it is a manga okay based on a manga or novels or whatever because the it kind of has a feel of a lot of uh, condensed anime movies like, okay uh, like fist of the north star yeah if you remember that one um, i do has a very and, um, dagger of kamui is yeah. another one like where you have these kind of disjointed plots because they're trying to stuff so much into the movie that yeah doesn't really fit and so looking at it in that light i can see how the movie got to be what it is yeah that would make sense I didn't even think about it, but yeah, like I was thinking at some point during the movie that this was starting to feel very like ser- like a serial. Like you have the story arc of the tiger, and now you've got the story arc of uh, this weird camp in the woods and the people he's fighting there. And I was starting to feel yeah. like, okay, this feels like two separate adventures, and like he's going to get done with this and move on to yet another adventure. Yeah. And well, and then of... there's like the guys trying to 
like experiment on him and use the blood yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And it's just yeah, but that being said, <laughs> all, you know, it's disjointed and there's, you know, multiple little things going on. That being said, I fucking flat out loved this movie. <laughs> I I had a lot of fun with it it's too. A I, blast. I don't know that I that I loved it, but I could definitely and being as experienced as I am with the the anime disjointed yeah. condensed movies, I really didn't mind it being as disjointed. As I didn't it is, mind it at all. I, was I like, mean, it's it's I I think in the middle I was kind of getting like, okay, what on earth am I? <laughs> like what what is going on here i'm I'm losing track of the point but yeah no i um, definitely lost track of of the point and then i would get it and then i would lose it again yeah but it was so entertaining like, there, there's constantly. a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff in there yeah um, i loved at least in the first third at some point i lost track it stopped becoming prominent to me but the music the and music the, was fucking dope and the way it would just like cut in and cut out suddenly yeah, no, for dramatic awesome. impact and stuff i thought that was really well done really amazingly yeah and there there were parts in in the that first third or so where i was really noticing it and i was just like i was half like not even watching the movie and just like getting into the beat just yeah like... no, it's <laughs> dope psychedelic like 70s rock yeah it was awesome it was um fun stuff and, and the music and the use of that music and just the feel of the movie just um, it reminded me a lot of, of these other 70s movies that I watched recently. I don't know, within the last year or something. Um, there's a series of movies called Stray Cat Rock and uh, Meiko Kaji, the star of Lady Snowblood and yeah, Female and Prisoner think, Scorpion uh, and all that. I think Netflix has been poking me with that one for a while. I've, oh, okay. I've... I've thought i might even have it on my queue the stray cat rock ones yeah okay at least something like that well i have them if you want to watch them but um those movies are very like super rock and roll and they're all about like capturing this uh sense of like youth and and they're not necessarily the greatest movies but i really like them and so this movie um reminded me a lot of that and so when i was looking at what the other movies the director had done, because I didn't really know his name. Um, and what is his name? It oh, is... I've forgotten. Oh, I have a little wolf guy right here Ooh. to help me. His name is Kazuhiko Yamaguchi. And... The Stray Cat Rock movies were made as a response to a series of movies by a different company, a rival company. And I don't know who's who did what, mm-hmm. but um, the director of Wolf Guy made four movies in the rival company's uh, girls and youth and biker gangs movie um, that influenced Stray Cat Rock called Delinquent Girl Boss. <laughs> <laughs> and so I haven't seen those, but, but uh, judging off of my love of, of the music and stuff, I... I think I would enjoy them. Anyway, that's just yeah, a little tangent, yeah, I think, but uh, I think that's going into uh, there's. I'm not sure if it's properly a genre or if it's just. I think it might just be more of like an isolated uh, thing, like the Bruce Lee clone movies. Yeah. Of um, the Sukaban is the word they use. Sukaban, female gangster, basically. Okay. Or yeah. Like a a woman gang member who's all violent and. 
fat ass like one of the dudes and there's there's a okay. variety of japanese things there was this whole uh image of that in japanese culture around in the 70s and okay probably into the early 80s and sometimes you even get references to it in more modern anime oh, okay. and stuff but um the one that's probably the most well known is actually titled Sukeban Deka which okay. is that's about a this, live action movie um the movie is live action i believe it's based on a manga okay um i was thinking there was an anime to it but i've never seen an actual anime to it so maybe there just isn't one but it seemed like something that would have had an anime but i guess there's there is i know there is a live action movie of it Ooh. that's it's in my netflix queue to okay, get to well, someday there we go um, assuming it doesn't vanish from Netflix, lineup, right? No, but, and some of these things, yeah, the, yeah, these rare things, yeah, you gotta you gotta, gotta strike up when uh, when they're there because unfortunately you know, everything in my Netflix queue is one of those. So yeah, it's no, like, yeah, me I'm too, me too. I know. Um, like I I went through every once in a while, I'll go through and look at Hong Kong movies, and they'll randomly have like actual Hong Kong movies that are wow. not U.S. releases, which I don't know how they got them, but hmm. you know, I get them when i see them yeah well sukuban deka really interests me because it's uh i know the main character is she's got like the typical high school girl uniform okay and she apparently beats people up with a yo-yo well shit (laughs) why have you not gotten this movie already let's get it going yeah i I gotta (laughs) gotta get that one higher up on my list yeah let's bust it out need to need to check that one out it sounds amazing (laughs) Um, and that's a 70s movie um, I'm not sure what year it was. It may have been early 80s. Oh, okay. Well, but it's in that general time frame. That the manga probably, of, yeah. The, the manga, I'm sure, probably was 70s. Um, it reminds me of Kimagure Orange Road in a way. Okay. In that, um, Isn't that just straight like romance, though? Um, the movie of it is. I think you okay. saw that. The yeah, movie I did of see it. the movie. And the TV series is more like slapstick comedy. It's like totally uh, weird. Yeah, I do remember you were saying that. And the the main love interest in it, uh, Madoka, I believe her name was, um, she's the dark-haired one with the long hair. She's all calm and cool and collected. She is kind of um, maybe a reference or a throwback to that Sukaban stuff and okay. that she is... Uh, just this badass who takes no shit from anyone <laughs> and in the car in the the tv series of it she would like like there would be like these like ruffian school kids who would be trying to be jackasses and she would like scare the crap out of these guys who were acting all tough and she'd like she she had the nickname of madoka the pick because she would beat people up with guitar picks Ooh. she would she'd do the whole sunny chiba thing in wolf guy where he's throwing the coins throw she, would, she would be chucking like guitar <laughs> picks and just beating people up and nice so i'm i'm expecting something very similar to that from sukaban deka with the yo-yo yeah yeah <laughs> and it also kind of reminds me of a uh, g-force if you watch that old cartoon show no i don't um, that was that was like so. an, that was an old 70s anime that got turned into an american tv show kind of like with voltron right in okay, that time yeah. period and I'm it was not familiar with it but yeah it was, it was kind of that same similar setup of you got the five multicolored teammates and they all okay. jump in a vehicle and it all f- oh, joins okay. into their big jet and flies around so it doesn't nice. turn into a robot but but a big jet yeah and they've got uh the girl on that team uses a yo-yo so it's oh. kind of so I've, I've, I've wow. I think that's maybe why I haven't jumped on the Sukuban Deka is I've kind of seen similar enough things that I'm not like, oh my God, I have to see this. That sounds amazing. Right. Cause it's like, yeah, it's amazing. And I've kind of seen things like it already, but, okay. well. um, I do want to check out Sukuban Deka. So that's cause that's, I think that that's the big famous one. 
Okay. That is kind of well known culturally as the defining Sukaban story, I guess. That, but you say that it's it might be well the manga was probably 70s i think that one was 70s i'd have to like look it up and see what all the dates are but because i know like straight cat rock is like 72 73 and delinquent girl boss is like maybe 70 71 72 something like that they've made like four or five movies in one year Mm. and just like blasted them all out and then the other company was like oh this is really hot we got to make another you know series and then they just blasted those out yeah so that's probably in that Part of, that time part of period, the lineage, yeah. yeah, yeah, part of that that era when that was a popular thing. So yeah, I'm gonna the, have to look into that. I guess the yeah, they've always got the the long skirts is the the trademark of the Sukaban because okay. Japanese is totally backwards. And if you're gonna be a rebellious teenage girl, you're gonna wear a long skirt that, <laughs> that covers your legs. <laughs> I don't know if they have long skirts in in Stray Cat Rock. I know there's hmm, I think they're mostly just in regular pants. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's they might have skirts and some. I don't know. I to, and I'm sp- that image is specifically of the high school girls in yeah. the, in the uniforms and that sailor okay. uniform. Well, they're definitely not in the uniform in yeah. in the Stray Cat Rock movies, right? They're so. more like they're out of school. They're more yeah. like just delinquents, just out of high school, and then like not doing anything with their lives. Yeah, and yeah. so I think I've seen a couple of movies like that. I wonder if one of them is one of the ones you were talking about because I've maybe. I've seen a couple of things from that era doing things like that. Okay, yeah. So it's definitely an an oddity of uh, that era of uh, kind of the old yakuza gangster kind of stuff, but yeah, kind of a subset of that. I would say, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. They're not. I feel like the yakuza movies are more like. More, they're more about organized. They're more like mob movies. They're more like mob movies, but they're also a little bit more action oriented than right. than what I feel the other the Stray Cat Rock movies are. Mm-hmm. Stray Cat Rock is more like it just it just tr- like bringing about this feeling of like <laughs> lazy youth <laughs> sort of weird culture of like the the yeah yeah the fighting back against against the the norms of the the previous Mm -hmm. generation like there's one one of the movies is centered around this like uh this guy that goes to a jazz club and so whenever they go into the jazz club the movie goes into like uh the academy ratio the 133 to 1 the the square Mm. like an old movie Mm. the the movie goes down it's usually a full widescreen and then so whenever they go in the jazz club it goes down to just the square ratio and it's black and white interesting and then and because like when those girls who are of the now go into this 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 uh establishment that's championing the 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 music of the 50s and even the 60s they see it as this old like this mm. is the past, and whenever right. they go out of there, bam, it's back into the the brilliant color, and they go to like the rock club, and it's all yeah. that's cool, like, exciting. That's, uh, it's really cool. I love, yeah, I love that. That's pretty cool sounding. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 not all of them are super great, but I love like every every one of them. There's five of them, so lots lots of good stuff in there. And there's also a lot of social commentary and stuff too. There's like one movie that's. Mm-hmm 
focused on racism and there's another one that's focused on something else and you know and yeah. it's really cool yeah they sound like it but uh wolf guy yeah wolf guy is um how do they well because because that guy made delinquent girl boss movies um what else was i gonna say did you get the sense that wolverine may be in part <laughs> indebted to wolf guy i don't know that i mean he's wolf guy is pretty obscure yeah kind of and i don't know when wolverine started the year but yeah i'm not sure when he showed up the i know he was at least in the 80s in the x-men yeah no i think he, he, his first appearance is somewhere in the late 70s but yeah um I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but um, I can definitely see a similarity there between yeah. the two in, in well, attitude and, and attitude. He he's and, got the healing, the healing abilities. Yeah. This, this feral, he's, yeah, combat. Like going he's on. a he's a wolf. He's an animal. Mm-hmm. He's a manimal. <laughs> <laughs> but like he he's he's that. But he doesn't transform, and Wolverine doesn't transform. Right. He just has like this, you know, this, this animal nature. Right. And there's so I got like this strong Wolverine mm. vibe. Yeah, I can, and, I can see that. Yeah. And Wolverine, um, at some point, they added this whole like Japanese, like backstory to his character. Oh yeah, that's that's true. And so it just makes me think like, was that? It's probably not related at all, but. It just made me yeah, think, like, I wonder if it is somebody that, got a, you know, a copy of this movie and, and yeah, you know. It's interesting. If, if it was a kind of a cult movie, I could see somebody getting it overseas and, yeah. and checking it out and inspiring some ideas that went on to Wolverine. It's 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 supposedly a very obscure movie, and this is, like, the first release. Mm-hmm. This recent Arrow release is, like, the first U.S. release, of course, and then in japan it's like uh was only shown a couple times and then they showed it on tv a couple times from the book mm-hmm. that's what they said so yeah. i don't know i mean but but i know that uh from the little facebook groups and stuff i have of, of weird movie people um some of them had seen the movie on a bootleg before so uh, it's very possible yeah so i wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, because yeah, there there is you could say some similarities there, and and yeah, so at some point Wolverine does get some Japanese oddity going on. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure quite how that evolved. I know I don't remember. I know in the comics he's had this uh, rivalry with Silver Samurai for a long time. Yeah, so I kind of want to think that's where it started. And I feel like it they is. They just yeah. tried to entwine those characters a bit more thoroughly over the years. Yeah. And, but maybe there was always something more to it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was another thing that it made me think about, and I can't remember r- right off the top of my head anymore. So that's, you know, riveting audio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was this idea I had about the movie. Right, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there, There is something I kind of wanted to ask you. Um, okay. With this being kind of the same year you're at in the Shaw series. It is. Um. And I know this isn't a martial arts movie, but it has there some, is some martial arts ishness in there. And I yeah. was kind of curious how that compares to what Shaw's doing. In terms of choreography? Well, that and just in general, what 
it's like, like I, I assume the choreography and the Shaw stuff is more advanced than this by that it point. It is definitely <laughs> w- like this, this choreography is, is pretty simplistic. Is yeah. Pretty bad. Like, <laughs> I mean, I enjoy it and I don't have any problems with it, but like, yeah, no, they they don't anywhere get close to um, even the the middle of the road sort of right quote unquote what I call average like Hong Kong choreography it's not even at that level yeah I'm just um, I was just kind of curious what because this just happens to be yeah. right in that same year and you can kind of give a direct comparison yeah there. no it's it's definitely not at the same action level but I don't even know that this movie is even trying to right hit those kind of action it's, it's just trying to be a general action movie whereas yeah. the the Shaw stuff is trying to be actual martial arts right right so they're they're trying for completely different goals but I was just kind of curious yeah how it lined up I will say that when Shaw started doing uh, martial arts movies in the mid 60s uh, really going hard into it because there mm-hmm. had been some before that but um a lot of their influence came from samurai movies um, mm. from the 50s and 60s in Japan. Like, I know Cheng Che specifically was, like, um, saw a bunch of, like, Kurosawa movies and, and other samurai movies that I don't remember. Um, and he talks about trying to take that and take those ideas and, and visuals and then put them in with the sort of Chinese uh, history of wuxia storytelling and sort of bringing that to de- together because previously in Hong Kong filmmaking, uh, according to him, was a little like a low rent <laughs> and uh, he was trying to elevate it. And the Shah as a, as a studio was also trying to elevate that right. level of production. So going to some of those classic films from the 50s. Yeah. And there's a bit like, artsier. Specifically in those early years of Shaw Brothers stuff, like you can see like mm. obvious um samurai sort of uh like <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but like have you seen Yojimbo, the the curse Oh yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. There's Been a lot a of time, there's yeah. a lot of stuff like shots from that movie and just mm-hmm. general style things that show up in early Shaw Brothers movies where you could not that they're ripping it off, but just they're yeah. clearly influenced by that in the same way right. that like Fistful of Dollars. I mean, it's a remake, but it's also very influenced by the way that film is made. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's hard to even directly compare, though, the Wolf Guy to what Hong Kong was doing at, in 75. It's so different. Like it's such a different vibe and everything. It's, right. It's right. like uh, they're they're very unique and I don't know. Yeah. Just so. uh, it's fun. Though. I like exploring that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting movie with lots of fun things. Uh, yeah. All <laughs> over the map. It was, it was <laughs> no, it really goes all over the place. I was kind of like, what's this biker chick doing in here? And then we've got like this other chick who's got syphilis. And then you've got the new girl that shows up at the end. And it's, <laughs> it, it kind of felt like it was coming together there at the end, though, with like the other girl coming back. It does. It does kind of come back a little bit. I don't think that it actually 
like really brings it together into some kind of a point. Right. It's like it was trying and just kind of didn't right. quite get there, but you can see it kind of adding up to something. Like it just, it feels more like a case of the like tail wagging the dog, and that the the the, <laughs> the 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 plot with the tiger killings should have been a small part, and the part where he goes back home to uh, the woodsman who killed his family and meets yeah the other, like that should have maybe been the larger part and or more equal perhaps yeah but i mean i agree with that on a on a intellectual level right just just from a plot structure like, yeah, like standpoint would, the going home and and rediscovering his roots and and sort of the the woodsman who killed his family and dealing with all that, that's definitely would would make mm-hmm. for a good um, emotional sort of story that, that would resonate well. That being said, those tiger killings, <laughs> I mean... They're just so much fun, yeah. That's like some of the best stuff I've ever seen. Like, it's fantastic. I just yeah. loved that so much. Um, I don't know. I'm getting a little bit <laughs> hyperbolic, but I... I, I really liked those those tiger killings, and so the idea of not having them or having them diminished or less of them, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say that the level of gore, like the level of blood when they when he went for the blood. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the surgery scene especially. Fuck, they went oh, for man, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, this I don't. I have a hard time with surgery in in horror movies or. You know, mm-hmm. like on TV, sometimes they'll show real surgery. I can't watch that shit. Right, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And when they show it in horror movies, whether it's real or not, it's it gets me real squeamish and like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to see it. Right. And so this movie was like, they had the the obviously fake thing where they're they're working on him, and I don't mm-hmm. like that. But then they cut to these like actual x-ray images that looked right. real to me i mean they're like cutting muscles up and stuff and that was <laughs> nuts i mean i love it it's yeah and, and the whole like negative color yeah they used to just was like whoa that was that was a very good scene um, yeah it was awesome i i've i've got to say i love the scene where he's fighting the yakuza guys and they've got his like the the other people trussed up in the corner and like the guy with the noose around his neck, and yeah. After the fight, he's like doing stuff, and then all of a sudden, he like looks over, like, "Oh, I was supposed to rescue him!" <laughs> like, just runs over. Uh, there was an interesting part in there, in that behind the guy who is had the noose around his neck, there's the word is like anger, just written on the wall. Oh, really? And then at some point, it, it, it shoots it from a different angle, and I see there's actually a D in front of it, and it's danger. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. But it was like, I don't know. Maybe I like it as anger better. It's funny, yeah. <laughs> well, he is an enraged lycanthrope. Yeah, so, so it just kind of it <laughs> seemed uh, very fitting to have that back there in the background. Yeah. And intentionally or otherwise. I, would, I like to think that everything on screen is intentional. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, it's probably a set. Right. They probably so. dressed it in a very specific way. Right. But I'd like so. to think that there was some intent behind it. I mean, it could be like where they just like, oh, we got this old set. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. And it's rickety, so somebody wrote danger on, <laughs> on the back of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking that the, the set was made to be in like the like utility room or a boiler room or something. And so it just had the danger sign because that's just what would be in that that's room. Po- yeah, that's possible. 
and so but it's the, and I don't remember there, but, yeah. but the intent of if it's shot one way and it says anger yeah I feel like that's intentional yeah and at the same time I'm wondering because it's like but this is a Japanese movie but at the same time Japanese the language has been so influenced by English yeah and so and it's like it's like Spanish is in America where it's like anybody in high school is probably taking a Spanish class is probably learning a few things yeah and, and is probably going to be there, there's a good chance that they're going to be familiar enough the that the audience or at least some of the audience will be able to see and interpret that yeah and so yeah it's kind of like I don't really know which way to go. On. Yeah, I don't know. I can see it both ways of being unintentional and intentional. So, yeah, I don't know how many people in Japan would know English though. At that point, I mean, like you're saying, right. it's, we were very influential at that time. We had the the military base since World War II. It, it was right. there, and we make you know we have a big presence. So it's it's possible that English was fairly. Yeah, I, th- I think there is certainly well used. There's certainly an influence on yeah. Japanese. There's a lot of things in Japanese that have been influenced by English and the way the language has evolved in the yeah. past century or half a century even. And so I I'm sure there's some influence going on there, but how much that would have yeah. translated into film by that point. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of the an interesting quandary uh, for for the ages. That's what I was going to say when I was reading this book. The guy who wrote the manga of of uh, I feel weird saying manga. I mean, it is the word, but <laughs> um, you just want to say comic book. Yeah, I just I just there are comic books. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, well, they are. Yeah. The the guy who wrote Wolf Guy also wrote whatever manga that then got turned into the the anime movie Harmageddon. Oh, so and I know I know you've you've yeah, uh, reviewed that, that uh, one. I don't remember if I saw it or not, but yeah, that that movie is a fun one. So, so same guy. All right, I know that one was one <laughs> directed by Rintaro again. Oh, okay, yeah, Rintaro, yeah, yeah. He uh, he directs a lot of good, interesting things, but uh, he's. He is the master of the disjointed movie because it's too condensed to fit it all on there. Yeah, no, he. Yeah, I think he yeah. did Dagger of Kamui that I was mentioning did, before, yeah. and like all of his movies, like that seems to be the flaw in his movies. Is, is <laughs> he wants nothing, to just pack more yeah, and more just, in? The the script is just too much going on to to adequately <laughs> perform in the hour and a half that he's trying to do it in. But Armageddon was definitely one of those, but also just so much fun that yeah i I can't say anything bad about that movie (laughs) it's just too much fun that's Um, and that's how i feel about wolf guy yeah i I mean there's definite flaws that i can see but Mm -hmm. i just don't care (laughs) it's just i love it i had a blast yeah i i think i was less so in that but i i was definitely feeling that I think at some point in the middle, I was kind of like wanting more of a uh-huh. logical narrative going on. And I think back at, once it got to the end, I was just full on into it again. Right, right. And so perhaps a second viewing, it, I would just be totally taking it as I, is. I would say that it does sag a little bit in the middle. You know, yeah. there is a point where it's like, you know, it just... It is kind of it's not going yeah, it's, anywhere. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. You don't yeah. know, like 
you expect it to go one place and it's not really going that place anymore. Now right. it's going a new place. And so that there is kind of that section in the middle that's kind of odd. Right. But, uh, you know, hey. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, can't win them all. Right, right. <laughs> I think it's it's I think it was the showdown at the end where he's like got the the two girls are like glaring at each other and, and I don't think it really shows them glaring at each other so much, but it's like that that face off of Yeah. That I where I was just like realizing I'm like I'm really tensed here from trying to find out like what's gonna happen. Well, like, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So it was definitely working there again at that's the end, good, yeah. and there was just some point in the middle where it was just like I'm like okay, well, I don't know what you're doing, but get to it because I don't know what's going on. But. I, some of my enjoyment also may go back to that Shaw Brothers thing where I just watch a lot of movies from this era. And so I just enjoy them. You know, I don't know how much you watch, like, from 70s stuff. Not a whole lot. I've, I've seen a few things, but... So, like, because I'm, I'm just watching them all the time, so it's just like, oh, here's another one, and this one's really fun. <laughs> so... Yeah, I keep... I, I keep wanting to watch, like, 70s anime, and there's definitely more of it now, but it's, yeah. it's historically just been most stuff from the 70s just has not been released in america in a way that you can get a hold of it yeah yeah. more and more of it has been coming out um thanks in part two discotech puts out a lot of the the 70s anime when they do it but it's just it's something that i've always been like i've wanted to see more of it and it's just not been thoroughly available well yeah i mean it's always interesting to see older things or the the roots right of, of current I'm, I'm things sure if there was like a that. lot of 70s anime available i would be hankering for the 60s anime you know yeah, <laughs> I'm no, sure prob- probably be, probably uh, just i'm just going back as far as i can with it and right how f- i mean it goes back pretty far but in terms it, it of availability does. you don't yeah availability um there's not much uh that you can get that's prior to the 80s there's a few things in the 70s now that have been coming out in recent years yeah. um animal treasure island i think was 71 maybe and i just it sounds about right that. yeah, yeah. And, um there's a few th- there's some that's pro- probably the oldest anime i've seen aside from maybe just like astro boy and gigantor and their americanized yeah. versions but right um yeah it goes back at least that far um I think at some point I looked on Wikipedia and they said like the oldest known anime was from like the 1910s and wow, wow. and that was like some random weird thing which is I think when even America was just experimenting with it so yeah animation was pretty pretty new at that point yeah for so they they were right on top of it yeah um, that's cool yeah and it kind of makes sense Jap- Japan has a very uh, theatrical culture or culture of yeah. theatrical stuff true. so uh animation would slip right into that and uh, fits fit into that cultural uh norm of having yeah. theater performances and school yeah so yeah there's a lot of weird weird stuff out there <laughs> but obviously I have not seen much from back then yeah but not well, much of that available. Cross your fingers. Yeah, maybe uh, yes. maybe the stuff will come out. Stuff will <laughs> stuff will be around. Eventually, I'm sure. get uh, trickled down. Yeah, and, and until they... then, I'll just be waiting with bated breath. For... 
Do they have releases in Japan, do you know? Or, or um, it's just not over here? I think a lot of it is that. Okay. And there's the uh, the anime industry here in America is very modern and bent towards modern stuff. And yeah. generally anything that's more than a decade old just doesn't make a profit. And anime is very narrow profit margin as it is. Yeah, right. It's a very niche market and can barely sustain itself. Um, I think the, the DVD era, there was the mass, this massive crash where half the anime publishers in America just went out of business, went bankrupt and wow. died off. And uh, the, I, I think Sad. it kind of, uh, yeah, I think it was kind of, uh, they were a casualty of the DVD. Uh, there was some weird DVD market uh, just DVDs in general started uh, screwing up economically. Oh, okay. I think it was that uh, returns for unsold DVDs. Like there was some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just an anime got hit by that super hard. Where, yeah, because they'll sell sell to the stores. You know, they, they right print three thousand. They send three thousand out to the stores, and then they get twenty eight hundred back. And right, and they have to pay it back. They get screwed. Yeah, because and and anime was the industry was just devastated that by that and so most of the major publishers at the time just just got killed by wow. that because like the store would order it and they'd be like oh yes we're selling so many right. copies but then it would just come back sucks, and yeah. so it just totally wiped them out a small company small companies like that just couldn't right. tank Can't, that yeah. hit they were they just got wiped so it's been an awkward one so Poor anime. Yep. At least, I mean, it seems but, like it's yeah, doing pretty well now. It has definitely uh, gotten to a point of stability now that anime is doing better than ever in America's uh, marketability and yeah. uh, proliferation of it. It's kind of... Somebody had called it uh, the golden age of anime is right now because we're getting so much of it. So much of it is being made in Japan and so much of it is coming out in America. It seems like a lot of stuff is coming out like yeah, at I, the same time or yeah, like very the close to it. Simulcasting. They've actually got a yeah. word for it because it's <laughs> become such a thing. Um I think uh Crunchyroll does a lot of it where they they are broadcasting it in America at the same time they're broadcasting it in Japan and Yeah, that's dope. That's cool. Yeah. So they've been working on all of that. So it's a uh, <laughs> And pretty much any anime series that gets made gets some kind of American release now. That's it's cool. Just, it's the older stuff that just has right, gotten left right. behind. And, and, and unfortunately... That's where my interest right, lies. Right, exactly. So yeah, exactly. That's unfortunately. <laughs> I, I remember being very disappointed when uh, Princess Night came out and it did not have the original audio. It was only available dubbed in the DVD. When they put it, and I was, I was like all <laughs> set to buy it because I've wanted to watch that series for yeah. a, a while. And then it's like, dub only. Not going to do it with the dub Spanish only. subtitles <laughs> in English. I'm like, I, that's lovely. But I, wow. I think I was kind of annoyed at that one because that one is a very older series. I think that might be the 60s. Oh, wow. It's one of Osamu Tezuka's works. It's a fairly influential one. Uh-huh. Um, I suspect it was pretty influential on Utena and other uh, just the cross-dressing uh, genre almost <laughs> that, that yeah. exists in anime. Of there's There's a whole subset of stories where girls dress up like guys and go into a male world and there's a lot of that in 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 wuxia movies too um mm. 
in like almost every one, there's a girl dressed up as a guy and she presents herself as a guy. All the guys treat her like a guy nobody knows. And, and it's, it's pretty clear when you're watching the movie mm-hmm. uh, that she is not a guy because, you know. Right. But, but she's got her hair up and she's hiding. And then at some point there will be a reveal and everyone's right. like, oh, my God, <laughs> she's yeah. a woman. You yeah, there's, there's a lot of that in anime. Huh. And, and, and I think uh, Princess Knight is one of the, the early influential works on that. Okay. And... It, so you're not gonna you wouldn't brave the dub just to get a taste not not as a purchase at least uh-huh. uh, not not buying the whole yeah. set but I was kind of disappointed by that partially because it's being historical I want to I want to hear that original audio that yeah. to me is part of what it is this this oh, newer yeah, no, dub I, is going to be modern yeah, dubbing modern yeah. audio and it's like I want to hear the original audio because I the reason I want to watch it is because of its historical context. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe and, it was a an old dub. No, I don't think so. I think it's because uh, I don't think that so- show has ever oh, been released fuck. in so English they, before. So see, like that's the stuff I don't understand. They license it and then make a new dub. Why don't they license the old audio with it? It's just I mean yeah, I guess it's a cost I, thing, but I know there's there's a lot of hinks in getting the contracts for the licensing going on, and sometimes it just winds up being something they can't do, and usually it's not because they want to, but yeah, um, it I mean, still yeah. kind of ruins the product in the end. It um, seems like anybody releasing any kind of anime or, or any foreign movie in America, if I feel like they would like to put original audio with yeah the I english think, if they could yeah i would assume you would want to do that and if I they have any I've, idea of what yeah. the hell they're doing they just yeah i mean <laughs> and and this was discotech so they've definitely done a lot of and no, normally their stuff is not dubbed at all normally you get their stuff and it's subtitled only okay. well they probably had a just uh a chance like hey you can release this but yeah, I, there's no what audio I've, or whatever. What I have heard is often a problem in in specifically with anime and I assume with anything Japanese is the is the royalty system in Japan that you then have to pay royalties to all of those actors. And oh, if you okay. don't license that audio, then you don't have those actors getting royalties from it. And so sometimes if there's some kind of screw up in there or something that's just too hard to deal with for some reason okay that maybe that actor has super high royalties for some reason and you just can't uh, afford it or there's some i bet you that's what it is yeah it's it's probably some i think most of the time it can be traced back to that something to do with the royalties to the original actors wow. being messed up and somehow causing a hiccup yeah, that they just, just can't much, get around right. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that with with uh, music rights in the U.S. where mm, shows yeah. like TV shows they they put them on DVD and they'll replace the licensed songs that they had on TV with like elevator music and stuff. Mm, they'll just yeah, totally yeah. replace it because it's too much to pay the the band or the record right, company or something right. to relicense. Was, um, I I know that was the case for the uh, the Daria DVD sets. Oh, okay. And that, I guess, fans were clamoring for a DVD set of that for years, and they just weren't releasing it and weren't releasing it. And eventually they did, and I got that set because I was a fan of the show. Okay. And I liked it back in high school and stuff. I would watch that a lot. And 
uh, the, the insert in the DVD case basically described exactly that and said, yeah, we replaced all the oh, music fine. because we had to. It was just realistically this was never yeah. going to be released with, with, with the original music. That and sucks, That's why it hasn't been released until yeah. now, and we, we wanted to, but this is the best we can do. Wow. So it's either this or nothing. Um, <laughs> that sucks, though. Like, Northern Exposure is like that, too. They, they, mm. That show, like, music is such a a big part of that show the songs are like written into the script and stuff and the first season they paid and oh. they got all the music and it's fantastic wow. and i never saw it on tv so i watched it and i was like wow this is such a good show it uses music so well and then i go to season two and it's just like what happened to all the music and they only license like songs that they like if they took them out, the plot would make no sense because there's uh, a lot of things that that get woven around, in. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking it's of just frustrating. Whisper of the heart with a uh, country roads. Yeah, very similar to that, where yeah. that song is is right in the movie. You right, know, it's, it's part of it. Yeah, you the, can, the whole plot is the girl is translating the song into Japanese. Yeah, yeah. And you're not gonna. You not can't really. Yeah, it, you can't right. really take the song out of it at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so. <laughs> The the eternal hangups of uh, licensing. Yeah, but I don't I don't like it. Yeah, but I was gonna say that um, this it's actually ties back into a uh, wolf guy. All right, that the, I like uh, saying wolf the, guy. Yeah, he's a wolf guy. He's not a werewolf. He's just a wolf guy. Wolf guy. <laughs> it's just a, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> the whole thing with the the cross dressing girl and the reveal. There is a moment of that in Wolf Guy. When the girl shows up on the motorcycle, oh yeah, 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 and they they go back to the hotel and she takes off her helmet and it's like, it's like, and I mean, I could tell right off that that was I knew I knew right. right from the start, and I was kind of surprised that they were going that route with it because it seemed so obvious that she was a girl. Yeah. But there is kind of this like, oh, you surprised I'm a girl, not a right, guy, right? Like, yeah. And so there is a little moment of that there. That's just, true. Just, like a little Metroid, take the helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> And well, hey, yeah, Metroid itself is Japanese yes, and kind of uh, deceiving yeah, the uh, the audience, if part not part of that. Yeah, the other characters in the game because there are no other characters in the game. But <laughs> <laughs> so Metroid has to just reveal to you rather than right, the, uh, right. the non-existent sidekicks. But and in that case, you have no uh, idea. There's no way of yeah, knowing. Yeah, there no, is nothing yeah. in the game to indicate that. No otherwise. hints. Nothing. Uh, just a so, big twist ending that yeah. we've now spoiled. <laughs> yeah, as if, uh, you know, the universe hadn't spoiled that by... Right, yeah. It's fairly obvious, I think, at this point. But. Yeah, if, if if you haven't heard that one by now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sorry. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, like, ooh, you spoiled the, uh, right. the, the twist ending of the game that had virtually no plot. But right, right. <laughs> the plot is you're, you're in a spacesuit fighting aliens yeah getting <laughs> upgrades yeah to explore new areas to fight new aliens and and at the end it turns out you've actually been a girl the whole time but yeah well spoilers yeah uh, <laughs> sorry so wolf guy i know there was a couple of other things like i said before i just i don't know i'm gonna remember right after we're a little we're bit done. later and it's yeah. just like oh, son of a bitch <laughs> But I can't think of them now. And I, this is why I take notes, because I need these little, yeah, the little things reminders. to jog my memory. Yeah. And be like, oh, yeah, that thing. I know there was the, but, the uh, fun 
effect when he was fighting the the makeshift wolf guy the the newly made wolf guy <laughs> yeah no that was one thing i think i did take a note about that where it does that weird little psychedelic like multiple image thing well that was cool um like visually but that's the one thing i was gonna say um and i did take a note um two things in relation to wolverine um the I don't know if you know the the Weapon X storyline of Wolverine. Um, I'm vaguely familiar. It was with like it. I, I, I don't know. I think I've read it at some eighty nine or ninety yeah, or something. Yeah. When I was really into it, that was a thing, and it was really cool. And it's like that's the the story of how he gets the adamantium. Right. On his, on his I think I did read that. It's really cool, and he's got the, the weird computer thing on oh, his yeah. head, he's got and like he's the box on his belt yeah, and or all whatever, these and he's tubes and stuff, and, and yeah. yeah. And I got kind of that vibe when they were yeah, uh, yeah, experimenting on him. And so just another thing of where it's like, was this movie, you know, it's somewhere, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's true. Related and, and influential on yeah. the Wolverine character. And, kinda, and going to that scene, that was another thing. Like, I, I, like okay, now we're going into a new genre. Right, of, no, like... it, it brings in this other thing, yeah. Like oh, that's interesting. Now it's going to be this. I'm going to be experimented on story, and yeah, it's like, which also kind of threw me because we hadn't seen a transformation yet, and we didn't like. I wasn't sure whether they knew he was a wolf guy, or yeah, I don't how know. They were like because there's no visible cues that he's the there's wolf not, guy. There's but... just there was just the biker chick who was had a sense that he was very animalistic and was turned on by that. Yeah. Well, and it seemed like the the scientist guys or whatever, it seemed like they knew something was right. going on, but they maybe they didn't know exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think if they knew exactly, they would do a better job of securing him rather than just putting some handcuffs on that he could snap you, out of. You would think. You would think. <laughs> so, but yeah, but... You know, who I kind of felt like they didn't know, but at the same time, they're doing yeah. these weird surgeries on him that you would, th- and they're like, they seemed like they were just totally just removing organs and just throwing them aside. Yeah, they were like, pulling stuff out, and then they did the the blood transfusion to the the other guy to try to make him. Yeah, into, so it was kind of like they had to have known they knew something. something. Yeah, but that's kind of one of those mysteries of the story that. Yeah. And and that was one of the other things that I was going to say is about specifically about that experimentation and then trying to do the blood transfusion to sort of mm-hmm. uh, pass supernatural uh, abilities from one person to the other. Right. There's a a big chunk of the the comic Blade of the Immortal that oh. that specifically where they they take the main character who is an immortal right. guy and he's he has these worms that are in his body that, that would heal his body mm-hmm. and that he gets captured and he gets thrown in this underground dungeon and they tie him up and they just have these doctors just like chop his arm off and try to get it to attach to somebody else <laughs> to try to pass <laughs> wow. to try to pass the the immortality right, on to another right. person and so again i was thinking like i wonder if this was uh something influential to maybe um, i don't remember what his name is samura or something like that um, the guy who wrote Blade of the Immortal. I don't know. Right. Anyway, that's just a random thought. Um, but <laughs> to to continue with with that specific point, 
I, at that point when they made, they tried to make a wolf guy, a second wolf guy, mm-hmm. transfused artificial wolf guy. Right. I was thinking about how, like, I thought maybe there was some kind of social commentary going on. And so I tried to piece it together <laughs> because the wolf guy, he has this, uh, he's a wolf. He's stigmatized mm-hmm. um, just by virtue of his birth. He has no control over it. Mm-hmm. He was just uh, born into this wolf nature, being a wolf guy. Yeah. And uh, the people, you know, kill his family and stuff. And then the tiger girl who um, is infected with syphilis was stigmatized by force. She didn't want to be, you know, put into this situation, but she was, you know, it was put onto her and then she had to deal with it. Yeah. And then the the second wolf guy, the, the artificial wolf guy was... Um, he chose like, yeah, it's like infuse me. Let's try this. Let's do this. I want to be a wolf guy. Right. So he was choosing his stigma. Hmm. I don't know where it goes from there, <laughs> right? But right. I just noticed that there was yeah, these elements. I, was, I think kind of like that. I was also noticing that specifically when he is uh being kind of romantically involved with the the girl with the syphilis, and they're yeah. talking about the disease, and it was like. It felt like it was going to parallel yeah, the disease no, with him being this wolf guy, and then it kind of went in a different direction. Yeah, no, there was there was a little bit about that where they were coming together and talking about it, and and she was just like she was thinking that he would reject her because of it, and he, he didn't care. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, like you say. It starts going there, and then it kind of jumps off into another right. thing. And it, I don't. I, this is the only movie of this guy that I've seen, so maybe that's his thing. Like, maybe <laughs> he's he doesn't tie things together well, or he was just like you're saying with the with the the manga adaptations where they kind of just jump from yeah, thing to I thing. And what what really got me was after he is talking to that girl about the disease and he's, he's still talking about the disease and there's this line that I'm probably going to misquote, but Oh, well tough. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, but, uh, he's probably he's mistranslated that, anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's saying that like, Oh, I've been infected by this thing of hers and you're thinking it's talking about the disease. But then he goes, I haven't been infected by this hatred for humanity. Yeah. And it's like it suddenly is taking and I'm thinking like they're going to parallel his lycanthropy with her disease. And then suddenly it goes off on the I'm like, <laughs> OK, wait, now you just went. Now you've lost me. Now I don't know what you're doing anymore. <laughs> and now it's like so it was a it was a weird thing. I couldn't help but think that there's some thread running through all of that, like you said. Yeah. And it's just I can't pull it together into something coherent. Yeah. And and. I don't know if it is pulled together in the movie, and I definitely would want to see it again and try to uncover that with the knowledge that I have now. Right. Um, but the thread may be in the original maybe version yeah. or the the novel or the manga, whatever yeah. maybe version. It's something that just didn't carry over right clearly enough to see. It's possible. I yeah, I don't know. But I I like that those elements are there, whether or not they're tied together or not. I would mm-hmm. much prefer 
them to be introduced for me to kind of ponder on right. than to have it just be completely <laughs> like, like just, just empty, nothing yeah. and empty <laughs> and it's just a wolf guy <laughs> you know at least there's some there's some kind of substance yeah, uh, yeah. behind I, the wolf I think, guy yeah, i think you're right on that and, <laughs> and i was kind of thinking of this as ultimately the story being building up his hatred of humanity to the point that he just leaves and goes it, and it does yeah no you're right there and then humanity just refuses to leave him alone but then we also just have such an ambiguous ending that it has that it's kind of it could go anywhere from there yeah, at, at yeah. that point yeah. no wolf guy sequel unfortunately yeah, sadly I, I but there was there was a very long series of of novels and manga apparently there so. was and there was uh an earlier movie made by a different studio not really? with Sonny Chiba and that is based on the 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 middle school version of the character interesting so that that movie was made um in 73 i think hmm. i don't remember what the title is it's like crest of the wolf or horror of the wolf or something of the wolf um, I don't know how available that movie is, but I definitely am interested in yeah, looking into it. Um, but I think there's also an anime. Mm. Um, I pulled it up, but then I have the left-handed. Oh, <laughs> horrible um, left-handing. It says, you know, one of these things here, there's there's the original manga, then the live-action movie from that's the middle school era, mm-hmm. then... OVA, six episode, 92, 93. Hmm. Good sweet spot there. Yeah, that is a that is a good era And then for it. Uh, a new manga from 2007 uh, oh, to wow. 2012. Wow. That's been, you know, a little resurrection there. Yeah. So, so does it say what the title of the OVA is, or is it just Wolf Guy? It doesn't say what it is. It says the studio is JC Staff. Okay, they've done just, a lot of stuff. It just says OVA. Hmm. So I don't know. I didn't look into it, so. Well... Anyway, something to, oh, yeah. uh, to I'll look have into. To, uh, I'll have to check that out and find out yeah. what OVA that is because I suspect the title got changed to something else. It might, yeah. Or is translated differently in that version or is just not available in America at all, in which case, yeah. you know, tier. <laughs> <laughs> Single tier. <laughs> uh, no, I, I would be interested in seeing more of this wolf guy. Yeah. yeah I like I like the character. So yeah, it's a it's it's definitely fun. I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see it, uh, to see the anime and and even the '73 film if it uh, somehow turns up and yeah, I I might be able to track it down. I don't know if it's available, but yeah, it's, we'll uh, see. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted, just in regards to Sunny Chiba, I know I was mentioning to you last week. Uh, not on the podcast. I was talking about how Sonny Chiba's in these movies, Karate Bear Fighter and Karate oh, Bull yeah, Fighter yeah. and stuff. Well, those are directed by the same guy who made Wolf Guy. Oh, well, <laughs> well hey. <laughs> so just a little tie yeah, it together can, there. Uh, find out some more about his his directorial style. Yeah, so I know at some point I'm going to watch more of this guy's movies. Yeah, so I've, I'll be on board with him, <laughs> right sure. Uh, so, I don't know, anything else about Wolf Guy? Um, that kind of covers my immediate thoughts on it. We did get a comment from Nick. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm just going to res- re- uh, read it out, I guess, and we'll... 
uh, unless it's unpronounceable. I, uh, yeah. Well, it, <laughs> there's there is an element of that. Is there? So much like his comment, uh, the original comment related to the movie White Knuckles, mm-hmm. there is a winking emoji. All right. Followed by a bracket. Mm-hmm. Followed by the words somewhat cryptic <laughs> close bracket and then a winking emoji <laughs> so of the three comments i think that's the most cryptic this is definitely the most cryptic <laughs> You're gonna da vinci code this one and uh, uh, yeah he's... and prove the existence of something <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that we can break it down but it's definitely um, he's he's admitting to being cryptic on this one, uh, and it's definitely the most <laughs> cryptic of them all. Right. Um, but also, the there's the least there. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, other ones, you know, there's not much to work with on this one. Yeah, I mean, the other ones were, you know, vaguely cryptic, but they led to other things. This one yeah, this, is, this is uh, just kind of th- it is what it is. It, yeah. So it's cryptic, but is it cryptic? Maybe it's uh, just deceptively simple. Yeah, these these are the questions, you know. What is it? Yeah. To uh, be or not to be. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's one of those little uh Zen Buddhist things like the the sound of one hand clapping. And... Yes. Um yeah, you know, what is life? Yeah. <laughs> what is the meaning of life? It's it's somewhat cryptic. <laughs> these, these, yeah, these are the questions we ponder. Yeah, and so we will leave you with that <laughs> uh, until next time. Yeah. Do you have uh, anything lined up for the site next week? I do. I have uh, a review of the Jackie Chan movie New Police Story, um, and then I have a the Shaw Brothers review is the Cheng Che movie Marco Polo. About the uh, the famous guy who uh, went to the uh, the Mongol court was a uh, supposed friend of the Kublai Khan. Interesting. Um, and so that's his uh, take on it. I see. And that's uh, that's the site. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you don't have anything? No, I don't have anything special. All right. But so that's it. All right. That's the show. Adios. Later. Now he sits in your room. He's tuned for the fistful of tags.